Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama, 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 put this down. Behind the scenes, behind the enemy lines, and 
doing all the dirty work, man, to keep America the place that we love to live in, the liberated place that we live in. And, and I'm so thankful that we have, you know, brave men and women that who, who still will do that, you know, for us. Um, there's a lot of us who say a lot of things about the military. There's a lot of us who have strong opinions about the military. A lot of us that have strong political opinions, period, you know, period, point blank. But uh, one thing about it, those who are fighting and those who have fought can speak first and foremost about their feelings and, and how they feel about things, and we got a right to speak it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the soldiers out there, man. This is a special show right here that we're dedicating to all our soldiers out there, especially Memorial Day sales edition of the KRRP radio show. Uh, if you're tuning in, 619-638-8559 is the number. You could also hit us up online, facebook.com slash KRRP radio show. Leave your comments on there, show some dedications. I'm shouting out any soldiers out there, so any soldiers you guys know of, send me texts. You can hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, the Twitter is, you know, at symbol, KRRP radio show. You know how we rock it. Or you can hit me up, at symbol, AC Cousin. And uh, we'll try to get your dedications and your shout outs out there to you all. So, uh, you know, just showing a whole lot of love to all the soldiers out there, man, because right now, this is how I'm feeling. This is what we're celebrating. This is what it is all about, bar none whatsoever. This is why we celebrate today, and this is why we are here. You know what I mean? Been quite the week, folks. As usual, you know, a lot of things been going on in the United States, a lot of things politically, a lot of things socially, you know, a lot of nonsense, a lot of things in the neighborhoods, outside the neighborhoods, good, crazy, a lot of things going on in the hood. Uh, we're back on another Sunday, though. It was not the end of the world. <laughs> As we were talking about just a couple of weeks ago, I can't even remember the date anymore. Um, I rubbed it in, though, because, frankly, I, I know better. You know what I mean? I, I know better, but it felt so good to just rub it in and, and just talk about the thing that uh, Dr. Sherry, I think his name is, that we were talking about. You know, the end of the world is coming. Man, the end of the world is every day, folks, for you don't, who don't know. Um, if you don't, if you haven't realized it yet, every day is the end of the world. Let me explain to you why every day is the end of the world. Number one, nobody knows if they're going to live the next day or not. Not one soul on this earth. You don't know when you, you don't know if you're going to live the next minute. You can have a stroke and die, heart attack and die. I could pass right now on the show, over with, collapse to my demise. Y'all never see me, never hear me again. It'd be a wrap. And the game will be over. Party will be over for P. And this will be the last time you guys heard of me or heard me or whatever you want to call it. I doubt it'll be the last time you heard of me, though. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I desire to leave a legacy past me being here, you know. So anyway, every day is the end of the world. So, I mean, that's how we have to live it. You, you, you should always live your life um, to the fullest. That doesn't mean live your life recklessly. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean waste a whole lot of time. That doesn't mean waste all your money. Just go dump your life savings. You know, speaking of that, I'm wondering, I got to look into this. I'm really wondering how many people that that believe that theory that the end of the world was on, uh, I guess it was the 11th or I don't know when it was, whenever it was. Whoever believed this nonsense about the end of the world was going to be on the day that that gentleman predicted. I'm wondering how many people uh, gave up their life savings. And just, you know, just splurge, just spend all the money and say, you know, this is it. We're gone. We're out of here. Uh, we're going to leave the house. We're not going to pay the mortgage. We ain't going to pay the car payment. 
We're going to just dump all our money out of here. We're going to do something crazy. I'm wondering how many people actually did that. You know what I mean? I'm willing to bet you there were thousands of people who actually did that. At least hundreds. I ain't going to go there and say thousands. At least hundreds. You know what I mean? But shout out to all the people who wasted all their money thinking the end of the world was the day that gentleman said so. But here's a prediction. Here's a prediction because I know when the end of the world is. The end of the world is every day for somebody. In case you didn't know. All over the world, someone dies every single day. And furthermore, the reason we're here today, the reason I'm even doing a show today, I was going to have someone uh, do the show for me. I was going to have a fill-in for the show. And I'll shout-out to the people at WBYJ over there on the west side, WMMGKRP radio show on West Coast. Shout-out to you all. Um, I was going to have a fill-in for the show today, but... You know, I felt like this is important enough for me to come on myself and and to express my thoughts and gratitude to all the soldiers out there myself. I personally do not believe that the soldiers in the United States, all over the world, but let me speak for my country first and foremost. I don't think that the soldiers get enough credit. I don't think that they get enough respect. And I don't think that they are shown enough love in this country. Not at all. I mean, take something for for example. Let's look at, if you look back at Vietnam. Vietnam, Vietnam, call it what you like. Pronounce it how you like. It is what it was. And it was what it is. Take Vietnam, for example. You know how many veterans there are out here who are living right now with the effects of Agent Orange, which was something that was said was never used before, ever. It took years before our government finally said, yes, we did use Agent Orange. And or, or they actually, actually, it took years for them to admit that Agent Orange uh, uh, contributed to the health of U.S. soldiers. In other words, we didn't use it appropriately. And, and now we're seeing the effects of it in our grandfathers, in some cases great-grandfathers, and some, in some cases just our fathers and our mothers. We're seeing the effects of that, and it's devastating to me. Um, for anybody who hadn't walked in the VA hospital before, I challenge you all to take the time. We got over 130,000 listeners to this show from one day to the next, all right? I challenge any one of you to walk in a veteran hospital, to walk in the VA, and just take a look around and tell me what how you feel about it. Send me an email, whatever you do. Or just tell a friend. You don't have to even tell me. I just would like for folks to to experience what our soldiers have to experience when they come home and need health care. And they're told to go to the VA. The VA will take care of you. I get better treatment at an emergency room. And we all know how the emergency room is. With, with no disrespect to the doctors and, and, and you know anybody in the medical profession. We all know how the emergency rooms are overcrowded. It, it normally, you know, I just had a nurse tell me yesterday that, um, you know, I was talking to a nurse in a meeting yesterday, and I just had him tell me that, you know, he saw a sign of a place in Richmond where uh, I guess they had a, they have a billboard of some sort that tells you, you know, this ER can see you in 15 minutes. This ER are treating patients at 10 minutes or whatever. I don't know how true that is. I'm just telling you what I was told. But we all know how emergency rooms are because, it takes forever. A lot of folks don't feel like they get the best treatment. 
especially those without health care. And it seems to me that in the VAs, they are, are less suitable for someone getting free health care or for anybody. I, I don't think that's suitable for anybody. You know, a free clinic seems to be better than what most VAs are. I won't say all VAs. I'll say most VAs. And I'm only talking in a sense of cleanliness and friendliness. I'm not even talking about the actual treatment or, or, the, or the attention that the soldiers get or the attention that the patients get. I'm just simply talking about the treatment, if you will, and, 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 it, and it seems like the friendliness that you get, the friendliness and the cleanliness. I'm sorry, not the treatment, the friendliness and the cleanliness, because I, I'm not a veteran. I don't know about the treatment, and a lot of things I don't stick my nose in when it comes to the vet because I know better. You know what I mean? I know that there are, there are some vets that oppose war. There are some vets that are all for war. And, you know, maybe they bump heads somewhere. But for good or bad, one thing for sure is that those veterans, those troops, those soldiers have fought, have been in the war, whether indirectly or directly. So that's the purpose of doing this show today, man. Shout out to all the veterans out there. All the soldiers out there, all the troops out there, all the National Guard, whatever, man. Shout out to everybody who, who's in Uncle Sam's army. I won't even call it Uncle Sam no more. I say in the People's Army. I appreciate you guys for what you do and what you have done, man. And you guys just don't know how near and dear and great, greatly I'm appreciated for you guys fighting for this country that can keep me living the same way I like to live and where I can step out of my house and practice whatever religion I choose to and say whatever I feel like saying when I feel like saying. I thank you all from the top and the bottom of my heart down to the soles of my feet, to the crown of my head. I thank you guys for keeping that dream and keeping that hope alive and, and, and keeping that constitution alive. I really appreciate you guys for what you do. Absolutely. Um, on the show today, you know what, before I go to that, let, let me also... Um, just take a minute, and I just I just want to, before we go to commercial, we're going to have a moment of silence for not only Joplin, Missouri, um, which tornadoes have absolutely devastated. I think the last time I saw the count of, uh, of soldiers that passed, I'm sorry, excuse me, not soldiers that passed, of people that, that passed on or that died or that's unaccounted for, I think the unaccounted for number was greater than 150, and uh, the fatalities were greater than 125. The last time I've seen count, and uh, there's there's many more people to be found. There's uh, there's many more bodies to be accounted for. So I, I just want to take a moment and say, you know, tell the people in Joplin, Missouri, you know, hold hold on if you're in Joplin, uh, hold on if you're in North Carolina if you were devastated by the by the tornadoes or maybe your family members. Hold on if you're from Alabama or Oklahoma. You guys, hang on, man. Don't whatever you do, don't lose your faith. Please continue to have your faith in God. Please continue to, to pray. Please continue to believe. and Please continue to live on. Do not give up whatsoever. I know it's easier said than done. I have not lost all everything that I own in the sense of a tornado or, or uh, you know, a weather disaster, but I have lost everything that I've owned before, and uh, I'm still here. And I've known people that, you know, have lost everything that they, they've owned in a fire and, you know, for different reasons. Um, but I just want to tell you guys to hang on, man. Hold on. Hang in there. I know it's tough. It will get better. Prayers see you through. 
And, you know, for the folks who don't believe, you know, I think God is speaking to us. And if he's saying anything, he's saying strengthen your spirit, strengthen yourself in the word, and become stronger. Um, I really don't know what to say when it comes to, you know, the tornadoes and the things that have happened with, with the, the weather disasters and, you know, what people are going through. I think it's amazing that, I, and I've been watching the news off and on and, and this, that, and the other, um, CNN and the Datelines and, you know, the specials and, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. But I've been watching the news and there have been a lot of strong people, a lot of powerful people that are more powerful than they know that are that are hanging on, man, and they're strong and, they, you know, they've lost their family, they lost everything that they worked for. I mean, you got to, oh, man, for people who, who hadn't been through that or who can't grasp the idea of 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 a tornado coming in in in, a, in an instant and destroying your house or destroying your car or destroying everything that you own in your household. I mean, think about coming home from work and knowing your stuff is there. Now think about being in your house and a storm comes along and you got to hide in the basement or the closet or or you do what you can. Maybe you go to a storm shelter and uh and you hide there you know, in whatever kind of protective uh, uh, building that they have that'll keep you safe. Just think about coming home and seeing your house and the things that you love and your clothes and, and your kids' things in shambles. I mean, just think about that for a minute. It's not something that you can really grab. It's, it's not something that you can say I know how you feel or I, I understand because you, you don't understand when you still have everything that you own or even some of the things that you own. You don't understand. There, there's no control over this situation. It's different from a fire. You can't blame it on anything. You know, you can't say maybe I should have put away the iron or I should have took better care of my house or the faulty wiring or this, that, and the third. You can't do that. You can't blame it on anything. All you can do is pray and and look at the things and try your best to keep your composure, but look at what you have left, which in most cases are nothing. You know, I think I saw on CNN where this one woman, she was she was she had a dog in one hand, and I'm not sure if she had a child or some belongings in another hand. I'm really not sure, but I know she had her dog on a leash, and uh, she saw the CNN chopper fly over, you know, Joplin. And and the wind was so strong, it was almost blowing her down. But, you know, she was standing outside of her house. And as time went on, she was looking through the wreckage. She was looking at the things that she lost. You know, she was moving wood and, and, and I guess, trying to evaluate what she had remaining that she could salvage. But you know what I saw that, that brightened my spirit? Because I was down at the time, you know, it, it talking about so many bodies and you know, people died and found in ditches and this, that, and the other. And and it was amazing that this woman had the biggest, brightest smile on her face, y'all. The biggest, brightest smile on her face. And she looked up at the helicopter, and she threw her hand up, almost falling to the ground, and the dog pulling one way and the wind blowing her another way. She threw her hand up, and she waved to the chopper as if to say, I'm here. I'm still alive. Here I am. That's powerful. That's a strong woman. If she wasn't strong before, I'm a vouch for her, and I don't know her. She's strong today. 
She's stronger today. She probably has more faith today because she still has her life. So what I'm saying to you all who have been through natural disasters such as a tornado or hurricanes or this, that, and the other, hold on. Keep your composure. Try your best to keep your composure. Stay strong. Stay in prayer, y'all. And to you all who haven't went through anything like that, today I want you to make a pledge to yourself. One pledge to yourself. And and if you will, because I'm, I'm going to take that pledge with you right now. You know, as as I raise my hands to God, lift, lift, I want, and I know this is not church. Don't get me wrong, but trust me, I'm participating too. And if you believe, you'll do it. Raise your hand to God and say, God, I am alive and I thank you. Less complaining is the pledge. Less stress is the pledge. Less worrying is the pledge. More love is the pledge. These things I wish that you guys would pledge with me as we continue on to live our life and do right by one another. Got to go to a commercial, man. If you're just tuning into the show, hit us up online. If you're on the phones, the phone lines are lit up pretty good. Um, but if you want to listen to us online and you can minimize it and carry on about your business, log on to www.kirpradioshow.com, of course. And you can also hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash KIRP Radio Show. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Civil Hit us up on YouTube.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. You can listen to the Radio Show. Messing up in this winter Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable No, it's not comfortable Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You're scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on And as cold as it is inside As it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do If you're looking for a friend Contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336 336- Two six three five one one one, and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling.
We are in warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars, and we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> I don't understand that. They won't mention that the vice chair. When I tell a lot of people that even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And, they, and the other thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a eugenics board, and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people, some of them as young as eight years old. They don't mention that. Democrats are doing that. out there because without those guys we would not be here doing what we do today i promise you 
We would not be able to survive in this world whom hates America. A lot of people hate America, and these guys protect our livelihood. They hold us down, and that's what it's all about. So got to give a special dedication to all the soldiers out there. Um, what I'm about to do is I'm, I'm going to play you a couple of interviews and a couple of speeches uh, from some very warm individuals, a couple of soldiers out there, um, some people who feel very strongly about the army that they serve, about this country, and frankly, just some people who hold us down. But first, I'm going to, I don't know if you guys listened to the show last week, but I had Sonny Johnson on the, on the show, and uh, she has a show called FullNegroDialect.com, FullNegroDialect.com. Please know how to spell that. If not, Google it, FullNegroDialect.com. And uh, Sonny's one of the most intelligent people I've ever come across that I've ever met. And we got a lot of love for Sonny on the KRP radio show, period, point blank. And uh, I just want to play something that she did in uh, in remembrance of Memorial Day. Um, so shout out to Sonny Johnson over there. You know what I mean? Shout out to FullNegroDialect.com. Just want to play this, you guys. It's going to be about six minutes. Take the time, listen. And uh, I'll be right back in just a second, but check it out. Two people can play checkers, and neither has to have a strategy. They can just kind of move their pieces until they get tired of playing. Not so much in chess. You have to think ahead and still be able to adapt to your competition while taking advantage of every opportunity. With the race card, you are given checker pieces. The conversation goes nowhere, and everything around you continues to burn. In full New York dialect, we play chess. And the best thing to do in chess is to watch your opponent play someone else. Well, there was Richard Cloward and, Fra- and Francis Fox Pivens, and in 1966, they wrote an article entitled, The Weight of the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty. Maybe I should tell you that Francis Fox Pivens got all riled up at the sight of us burning down our own buildings in the Chicago race riots after she wrote this little article. She really got enamored with the sight of us destroying ourselves. You can read it for yourself, but I'm going to paraphrase. Now, remember, this is 1966, when most blacks were self-sufficient, homeowners, in stable marriages, and we were fighting for equality, not food stamps. See, their plan was to get so many people on welfare that it would overload the state system, forcing the federal government to declare a public end to poverty. Ten years later, Lyndon Johnson comes along with the Great Society. Did I forget to mention that Coward and Pivot specifically chose the Democratic Party for this plan? Oh well, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But basically, it was the war on poverty. This is an I'm just saying moment. What happens to you if you are dependent on the system when it overloads? Do you think you'll still get your food stamps or your check? Have they ever warned you of the consequences, say, like when we run up against a debt ceiling and cuts have to be made? Think about the cities with the most riots and ask why. What do all of three of these cities have in common? This is the introduction to the progressive liberal state. Remember, to them, a rose isn't a rose. First up, we have New York City, the former home base for the black civil rights activists. Now, in 1975, 
New York City went bankrupt because the public welfare system was overloaded. They thought that they would get a bailout, but they were wrong. Chicago, Illinois, the home of community organizing. Illinois, crime rate up, unemployment rate up, foreclosure rate up. How is that community organizing working out for you? But Illinois is on the verge of bankruptcy because of public welfare and public workers' unions. Is that a good or a bad investment? But let's focus on L.A. Because you know Van Jones is out there doing his thing with the Alabanca Fund. So let's see what we're doing in Cali. California is a progressive state. It was all good, too, when the Silicon Valley was booming and Hollywood was in full swing. The poor were herded into beautiful public housing. Sanctuary cities popped up and so did the crime. And they took over the school system and convinced the youth to expect the government to take care of them. But as the crime rate skyrocketed, so did the penalties of said crime. But they blamed gangster rap. It's N.W.A.'s fault. It's Pac's fault. It's Snoop's fault. See, it had nothing to do with convincing the children that government would take care of them, only to find out it meant being trapped like a rat. It had nothing to do with the high tax rates that drove companies out of California and made finding a job nearly impossible. It wasn't the state's government policies towards crime. No, 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 it wasn't any of that. It was hip-hop. This is a get-real moment. This is not meant to excuse or endorse crime, but you can't stop crime until you discover its main cause, and I know damn well it isn't hip-hop. Now, back to clarity. As they say, the world is a stage and every player has its part. So, as they create the welfare sanctuary system, they create criminals. And then, they come out with things like California's three-strike law. Now they have a state budget deficit that they can't pay, and prisons are full of criminals that are created by their welfare sanctuary system. To fix the problem, they let out the criminals they created and then honed in the prison system back onto the streets of the progressive state. Here's the real moment of clarity. On the checkerboard, it's the man is out to get us. They don't want a nigga having shit. On the chessboard, by accepting welfare or riding through the trap, you are doing the work for the man. They may not want you to have anything, but you guarantee that their wish comes true. As you vote for more assistance, you vote for more laws. And while you love what you get for free, you don't connect it to the real price you have to pay. Like in California, where selling a bike can get you life in prison. It's not the black and white, rich and poor issue of a checkerboard. It's the plotting and planning done on the chessboard that we need to pay attention to. The progressive planners that hang a carrot out in front of you, they yank it back as you dive off a cliff. The sick, twisted pleasure they get seeing us burn down our own black businesses, line up for abortion clinics, and quit schools to hang out on the corner. And then they say it's not our fault. We are victims of the system. Why, yes. Yes, we are. And they know we are because it's their system. They say that they're looking out for us and our best interests, but Miss Millie says she always looked out for the color, too. And if you think that because you don't live in a progressive state, this doesn't apply to you, then look at your local government. Because as they say, 
all politics are local. If you are in a minority community, I bet liberal progressive city councils and mayors run your offices. I bet there are extra restrictions on guns, the city takes care of the teachers while the students fail and drop out, and incarceration and crime levels are high. This is not the man destroying your community. It's a direct reflection of the leadership you vote into place. All they have to do is offer you a carrot. How many times will we fall for it? That was uh, that was a, a very informative video. Uh, I'm sorry, um, MP3 or speech that Sonny Johnson made. So shout out to Sonny Johnson from Full Negro Dialect. That was actually supposed to be the commercial for Full Negro Dialect and the introduction. I apologize, we played the wrong song. I'm sorry, the wrong MP3 there, but it is what it is. So that was the FullNegroDialect.com moment from Sonny Johnson, the people over at Full Negro Dialect. Shout out to all of them for always putting the raw, controversial, in-your-face truth that a lot of people don't like to hear. But it is what it is, and uh, there it is. You know, Sonny just gave it to you, and now you know. So, hey, if you got a problem with it, hit me up. Let me hear your comments. You know, hit up Sonny, hit me up, whatever you got to do. If you're just logging on to the show, hit us up, www.krpradioshow.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash show. Or you can send me an email because I get enough email. So I, I was told I need to put the email out there more. So it's krpradio at gmail.com. You know, send us your comments, your questions, your requests, or you got any ideas for shows or whatnot. Maybe you want to come on the show and maybe, you know, maybe you want to debate about something to talk about something. You know, we, we can do that. We can make that happen for you. Don't matter how it go, man. Either way you listen to the show and either way you, you're putting your own opinion out there. And I appreciate that. Maybe that will enlighten me or some of the other listeners, so you B.I.G. in my book, either way it goes, you know, shout out to everybody who listening. One thing for sure today is pre-Memorial Day, and I just want to show a lot of love to the soldiers out there, man, that's the, that's the meaning of this show. I got a couple of speeches on here, I got some things that some some soldiers were talking about their self, you know, some strong opinions, if you will, and, uh, you know, just some good things, man. We all, we all here to show love for our crew, I would say our boys, but it's men and women. So I'll say our crew that fight for our livelihood abroad. On these shores, on other shores, in the water, on the land, in the air, they hold us down from from where, wherever they are to wherever we are. And we are here in the United States of America. Um, listen, frankly, folks, I, I know a lot of people feel strongly about the government as well as I. Um, but when it comes to my troops... You know, I definitely want to show love to the troops. I definitely represent them. I, I, I wish that I wish there was some way that they could be treated more special. You know what I mean? We we all got this thing about being treated equal now. This equal thing is out, and and it's taken over, if you will. Like a lot of people say, you know, the kids should be all. They should all have the same chance, and they all should have the fair shake. Now, I agree with having the same uh, chance at life. So far as education, I, I believe that we should all be offered the same education in America. I also feel like we should all have some form of medical assistance in America. This is the greatest nation in the world. There's no way that we can't afford that with the money that we spend on some other things, you know. But I'm not the one that sit here and says I feel like the government should have to take care of us. I don't agree with them controlling us. 
and, and some of the agendas that are behind the scenes on these controlling things, these controlling bills that are proposed. Um, but when it comes to my soldiers and, and all the people that fought or that still fight, I personally feel like they should be treated a little bit different. And that's just me. You know, you can take it or leave it. But when someone gives their life for you, when someone dedicates their life to doing to doing uh, uh, the dirty work, if you will, you know what I mean? They dedicate their life to die. They put their life on the line. They'll die for this country. Whether they go in with the intent to die for this country or not, a lot of people go to the military for the benefit of bettering their own lives. But one thing about it that you can't take away, they're dedicating their life and their soul in the fight for America, for us to still be the same nation that we are, to stand on the same two feet that we stand on, to be the strong, powerful nation that we are and that we always will be. You can complain about it all you like about how the government does this and that low down, but one thing about it, the troops do our dirty work. They definitely do our dirty work, and I'm very thankful and grateful to those guys. For... um. Just just a little tip, you know, I just want to put this out here that Memorial Day was established first as an official, uh, uh, the first official federal holiday was 1971. Um, It was originally called Decoration Day. But, um, you know, if you don't know, Memorial Day is is celebrated the last Monday of May, and unofficially it marks the beginning of a new summer. Um, It's always observed on May 30th, so... For all you who don't know and always lose track of the holiday, try to jot that in your mind. You know, just remember the first day of summer, unofficially now, the first day of summer is Memorial Day, um, the 30th of May. You know, a lot of people go do their bike week things, they go out. And I think one of the listeners said that you always catch the Memorial Day sales. And he said he don't agree with the Memorial Day sales. And I'll read his comment here in a second because I thought it was pretty interesting. But, you know, he said, I don't agree with the Memorial Day sales. I think it's sort of a disgrace. I won't disagree with that, but I will say retailers are in it for retail and they're in it for dollars. So if today was Capitalist Day, it would be Capitalist Day sales. If today was Stupid Day as a national federal holiday, it would be come get your come get ten dollars off on the Stupid Day sale. So you know retailers they're in it for the benefit of retail. You know it kind of is what it is. You just you really have to accept it. I don't think that's something that will ever be changed. Frankly, I don't think it's a huge idea. But to those who feel like it's disrespectful, especially as you serve, I bow down to you and, and I understand where you're coming from and I, I'll listen to that uh, without argument. Um, real quick, I just want to play something. I, I'm going to a commercial, but before I go to commercial, I don't want you guys to go anywhere. I just want you to listen to uh, what Martin Luther King had to say about war. And then when we come back, we'll listen to someone talk about, you know, one soldier who was talking about the bravery of being in the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. I think he fought in both, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He's going to talk about the bravery of being over there and some of the things that you go through while you're in the war. And listen to the KRRP radio show, Martin Luther King, people. The great initiative in this war is ours. The initiative to stop it must be ours. And don't let anybody make you think that God shows America as his divine messianic force to be, a sort of policeman of the whole world. God has a way of standing before the nations with judgment, and it seems that I can hear God saying to America, you are too arrogant. If you don't change your ways, I will rise up 
and break the backbone of your power. And I'll place it in the hands of a nation that doesn't even know my name. Be still and know that I'm God. The promises of the great society have been shot down on the battlefields of Vietnam, making the poor, white and Negro, bear the heaviest burden both at the front and at home. Other civil rights leaders, for various reasons, refuse or can't take a stand or have to go along with the administration. That's their business. But I'm afraid of that. That I know that justice is indivisible. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. With the war, I think the moral force of Dr. King's opposition had to be a, an enormous body blow to the president. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 
100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP Radio Show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If, if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28th. 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing, or you want information about advertising, or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com, or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. that he made over the years that a lot of people feel like are too harsh or were too harsh and anti-war. Um, some people said it was outright prejudice. Some people uh, some people thought that it was a, a Marxist way of thinking. Um, I don't know. I, I just wonder what you guys think about it. You know, I won't even give my opinion on it. I think that there were a reason, and you, you have to look at the time that he made that speech. Um, what I get out of that, and, and also the speech that I played from what Sonny said, what I get out of that is that, first of all, from what I get out of Sonny's speech is that we have to be individually responsible here back on land, whether we are soldiers or not. And, uh, e- you know, even though this show is dedicated to the soldiers, of course, you know, I, I still have to go along with the format of the show. Um, but, you know, like I was saying before, I think that what what they were both saying is that as believers of God, you have to go along with his plan. Um, no matter what the government does, no matter what kind of war we're in, no matter what's going on in the, re- the rest of the world, we have an agenda. We already have a war that we're fighting, and it's called good versus evil. Um, we have to be more conscious of the things that go on around us, right here before our faces in our household. Those are some things that we have to do. Those are some things that we owe to ourselves and our family and to our neighborhood. No one is going to stand up for you the way that you can stand up for yourself. Um, that's just something that we do. That's something that we should do. I'm sorry. That's something that we should do 
to perfect our own, protect our own well-being. Um, here's a speech from a veteran about Memorial Day. Uh, you know what? Actually, first let's let's go to this soldier who was inspired by a little boy that was living with cancer. He said this this was his inspiration, and uh, this is the video that we got when our affiliates contacted him. And uh, here we go. Basically, Yahoo ran a story on it saying a 10-year-old boy with cancer uh, joins military. I looked it up, got interested, got on Facebook. Uh, he has a page called Brennan's Brigade. Got on Brennan's Brigade, and within a matter of two days, I was talking to him and his family already. So it took about two days to get in touch with the family, but um, that's how I originally figured out about it was through Yahoo Mail. I couldn't believe the story. I mean, it already it's sad enough that a 10-year-old boy has cancer and he's not going to live very long. I think what really grasped me, you know, being a soldier and then also just being a human, um, just his remarkable story of, of bravery and courage and, and, you know, respect that he has for the military. And, and he could have seen anybody, you know, famous person. He chose to see soldiers and be enlisted, so I thought that was pretty cool. It was definitely probably one of the most powerful things I've, I've probably done in my life, definitely one of the most honorable things I've done in my military career. Um, meeting him, is, it was just unbelievable to uh, meet a kid so young, having so much bravery, and it was almost like he was just wise about everything. You know, the doctors told him that he was going to lose sight in one of his eyes, and he said to his mom, he looked right at her and said, you know, I'm just going to have to look stronger out one eye. Just stuff like that. That's just the kind of person he was, just a positive strength the entire time I was down there. It had an impact on everybody, uh, on Brennan, myself, and I think his family really too. You know, his mom said this was one thing she's going to remember, you know, the day we came and made her boy happy, and, you know, he was happy. And me, I'm not going to lie, it was an extremely emotional thing to do to just walk with this kid and, and be a part of his family for a day. I just think at times, you know, especially, you know, the way stuff's going nowadays, you know, everybody's so negative about a lot of things, and, you know, they're like, you know, get on Facebook, see people talk about, oh, my life sucks, this and that. Really, it just makes you stop and think that, really, you have so much to live for, and there's people like Brendan who don't have much time left here, and it's also another story, you know, strength, and, you know, when stuff is going bad, when your day's not going bad, we need to think of people like Brendan to keep us going. If this 10-year-old boy can do it, we can do anything, so, you know, that's the kind of message I got from, I think, people... There are more Brennans out there, you know, we'd be a lot better off. So really talking to him was just like, you know, I was just sitting there like, wow, and all and some of the things he said and his outlook on life. You know, it was like you couldn't hold him down. He was ready to go, you know, wanted to go. We knew he was in pain, but he wanted to go out and take us to his school and stuff like that. And it was just just amazing strength is really the best word. I and mean, that's why they have it on here on the shirt, strength, you know, Brennan Dagan strength. Cause that's truly what, you know, this defines him as a person. I just want to say, too, you know, I mean, on behalf of myself and the Army and everyone else that's been following his story, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's really an inspiration to us and, and definitely reminds me what I'm fighting for. You know, I'm headed back over to Afghanistan, and uh, it's just something, you know, when my days are tough over there, just kind of remember Brennan and uh, fight for him and his memory. So it's a good thing, and keep in touch with his family and, and uh, just wish the best for everybody and him. I don't know what you all can get from that or what you all got from that, but um, what I heard was, man, what I heard was a soldier that that was inspired by a small child. What I heard was a soldier that that got inspiration from a child that with cancer that was dying. And it seemed like, and I only played part of it, you know, that, that's only part of it that, that we had time to put into the show. There was, there was actually more to it, um, some more heartfelt things, but, you know, this was the gist of what they approved to play. And um, 
what I heard was somebody who was who was probably looking for inspiration. Um, I don't know what it's like to go into war. You know, I probably never will. I don't know what it's like to go to another country and have to fight what 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 seems like seemingly harmless people from one aspect and then not know if those same people want you dead or will be the people that are trying to kill you when you turn your back. For a human being to have to go into something that that serious, that devastating, that man, it's not even words for it. You know, that serious, that that strong for 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 a man or woman to have to go into something like that is remarkable and still come out with it with their with their sanity. And still come out and and go on about their lives like a normal person. You need inspiration like that. To me, that was God given for a small boy like that to go through something like that. And and you know, his only wish was, was to be to meet the soldiers, or to be he wanted to be a soldier. And and you know, those soldiers who who you know, I, man, the government, you guys. Or B.I.G. in my book for that one, you know, that's something that I'll always remember. Or even making that little boy's wish come true. I mean, it's not every day you see something like that. A lot of people want to meet Kobe Bryant or they want to meet LeBron James or it was Michael Jackson. And, you know, I do a lot of work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, man. And, and, you know, these kids are the Make-A-Wish Foundation. You know, shout out to you all over there, Make-A-Wish Foundation nationally. And uh, Burlington, N.C. and uh, Indiana, shout out to you guys, too. And uh, Speedco, shout out to the company Speedco. You show a lot of love to Make a Wish Foundation, and uh, their their affiliates are endless. But it's not every day that you see a young boy who who simply wants to be a soldier. He simply wants to meet a real soldier. And um, I thought that was powerful that they stepped up to the plate. And and what they did was they actually, if I'm not mistaken, they actually. Um, not commemorated, but they actually made him a soldier. He was actually sworn in and was a soldier for a day, if not longer. And I thought that was a beautiful thing, you know, for him and for his family. And his legacy will live on through that. You know, that's something that we always talk about a lot. Shout out to Kevin Daniels over there at the Frederick Douglass Foundation, NC. Um, Tim Johnson, chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation International. Shout out to you, who was, who was also a soldier, uh, retired. He was a sergeant. I think he retired as a major, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to you, um, Tim Johnson over there. But legacy is something that's serious. Like we, when we have children, we want to carry on our legacy. When we die, we hope that our legacy will live on in one way, shape, or another. And that's really all that we have. So every day that we live, we should be doing something or, or trying to figure out something that will keep our legacy going. Because once your bloodline dies, and I put something similar to this on Facebook uh, just last week sometime, maybe the week before. But once you're dead and gone, and your bloodline is gone, and there's no one around to tell your story, or no one around from your family, no one around to remember you, and it's 50 years later, how will you be remembered, or will you be remembered? That's legacy, folks. We have to do something to create our legacy, to make our legacy continue on. And for all the soldiers who dedicate their lives, who go to war and fight these wars, they are leaving their legacy with the world. Whether you like it or not, whether you're for it or against it, you can't deny the fact that what they're doing 
is, is legacy, and they're leaving a legacy behind. I got to go to a commercial. When I come back, I have one more speech to play, and, and when I end the show, I'm going to read off some names of U.S. troops that were killed in Iraq. Um, if there's someone near and dear to you, you know, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I, I mean this with the utmost respect. So, you know, I, I really don't, I'm not looking for uh, controversy behind this, okay? I'm not looking for controversy at all. I'm showing utmost respect to those who deserve the utmost respect. If you just log on, hit us up, show, or you can hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash show. And hit up on Twitter at uh, NC. I'm sorry, that's me. You can hit me up on Twitter at Timble NC Pudgy, or you can hit the show up at Symbol KIRP Radio Show. That's what it is. Man. Six one nine eight five five nine. I think garage full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away again that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington North Carolina Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery signs old toys and etc Faulkner's Antiques they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA so make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques 336-214-6427 again that's Wayne Prophet that's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques 336 336- Two one four six four two seven. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If, if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, Make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do... 
make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Everybody's out at the beach and people are barbecuing and they got parades lined up for tomorrow. And, you know, some soldiers just came home. I know some soldiers overseas, they got their grill going and, you know, they're doing a little bit of partying the best that they can do abroad. So shout out to everybody out there, man, and all the people who have fought for this country, who are still fighting for this country and who's still holding us down, man. You know, the topic of the show was uh, just showing love to the soldiers out there, the troops out there. And we had some random things that we played on war and, some controversial things I know some people are debating right now. This has nothing to do with Memorial Day. You know what? It has everything to do with Memorial Day because we're talking about war, um, a war that we have been fighting, a war that we probably will continue to fight for the rest of our lives, and that war is good versus evil, period. You can take it for what it's worth. There are different, there are different degrees of good. There are different degrees of bad. And who am I to define which one is which? unless I'm directly involved with it. And then, you know, I have a whole lot to say about it. You know what I mean? But you know what? We fight a war every day in the community, man. I'm fighting a war to inform my people, um, really to inform all people, but more so to inform my people, black people, um, colored people, if you will. You know, I, you know, I don't I have a thing about calling myself black, you know, just looking at the definitions of the two. And uh, I think the definition of colored suits me more well. But I ain't going to get into that. Y'all, y'all catch me on another show for that. You know, I've, I've always express my view on that because I love the definition of color. I love that definition. I hate that the time that it was introduced, you know, I hate that that was during the pre-civil rights era, but it is what it is, man. You know, I, I won't let an error define what word I believe in, and I definitely believe in the word color because it means beautiful, a variation of color, and those are what we call black people today. We are beautiful people. We are enlightened. We are the light in different variations of light and dark. So, you know, that's just me. Anyway, talking about U.S. troops and uh, what I was getting ready to do to close the show, 
I was going to read off the names of the troops that were killed in Iraq um, in North Carolina. While we loading that up, I just want to play a little bit of a speech that was done by this uh, Vietnam veteran, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Memorial Day speech. Today is pre-Memorial Day. Tomorrow will be Memorial Day. So here it is, folks. Listen up, and I'm going to come back with the clothes of the soldiers that were passed here in uh, North Carolina. And I tried hard to be proud of my service, but all I could feel was shame. And racism could no longer mask the reality of the occupation. These were people. These were human beings. I've since been plagued by guilt anytime I see an elderly man, like the one who couldn't walk, who he rolled onto a stretcher and told the Iraqi police to take him away. I feel guilt anytime I see a mother with her children, like the one who cried hysterically and screamed that we are worse than Saddam as we forced her from her home. I feel guilt anytime I see a young girl, like the one I grabbed by the arm and dragged into the street. We were told we were fighting terrorists. The real terrorist was me, and the real terrorism is this occupation. Racism within the military has long been an important tool to justify the destruction and occupation of another country. It has long been used to justify the killing, subjugation, and torture of another people. Racism is a vital weapon employed by this government. It is a more important weapon than a rifle, a tank, a bomber, or a battleship. It is more destructive than an artillery shell, or a bunker buster, or a tomahawk missile. While those weapons are created and owned by this government, they are harmless without people willing to use them. Those who send us to war do not have to pull a trigger or lob a mortar round. They do not have to fight the war, they merely have to sell the war. They need a public who is willing to send their soldiers into harm's way. They need soldiers who are willing to kill and be killed without question. They can spend millions on a single bomb, but that bomb only becomes a weapon when the ranks of the military are willing to follow orders to use it. They can send every last soldier anywhere on earth, but there will only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. And the ruling class, the billionaires who profit from human suffering, care only about expanding their wealth, controlling the world economy, understand that their power lies only in their ability to convince us that war, oppression, and exploitation is in our interest. They understand that their wealth is dependent on their ability to convince the working class to die to control the market of another country. And convincing us to kill and die is based on their ability to make us think that we are somehow superior. Soldiers, sailors, marines, airmen have nothing to gain from this occupation. The vast majority of people living in the U.S. have nothing to gain from this occupation. In fact, not only do we have nothing to gain, but we suffer more because of it. We lose limbs, endure trauma, and give our lives. Our families have to watch flag-draped coffins lowered into the earth. Millions in this country without health care, jobs, or access to education must watch this government squander over $450 million a day on this occupation. Poor and working people in this country are sent to kill poor and working people in another country to make the rich richer. Without racism, soldiers would realize that they have more in common with the Iraqi people than they do with the billionaires who send us to war. I threw families onto the street in Iraq 
only to come home and find families thrown onto the street in this country in this tragic, tragic and unnecessary foreclosure crisis. We need to wake up and realize that our real enemies are not in some distant land. They're not people whose names we don't know and cultures we don't understand. The enemy is people we know very well and people we can identify. The enemy is a system that wages war when it's profitable. The enemy is the CEOs who lay us off from our jobs when it's profitable. It's the insurance companies who deny us health care when it's profitable. It's the banks who take away our homes when it's profitable. Our enemy is not 5,000 miles away. They are right here at home. If we organize and fight with our sisters and brothers, we can stop this war, we can stop this government, and we can create a better world. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Hey, it's if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down for purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Behind 
I have to show love to you guys who who put your lives on the line for us. Um, you know, a lot of the things that I played today, um, I, I played them because they were, first of all, they were some of the people who agreed that you know it was okay. Um, second of all, it was I thought it was necessary because we forget the true meaning of Memorial Day. I think we don't celebrate those who have fallen. We don't celebrate those who lay their lives on the line. You know, we don't we don't respect them. We get so lost in it's just another day off from work or it's just another holiday that we celebrate that. A lot of people are just celebrating that it's the first day of summer. I never understood what going to the beach or having a bike rally just to drive your bikes up and down the strip or, you know, this just to prance up and down the strip and show your bikini. And I'm all about having some fun. Don't get me wrong, but I never understood, you know, what that had to do with Memorial Day. Um, a lot of the pieces that I played were controversial. Those people can't speak, especially that gentleman last. And I, and I said Vietnam War. I apologize for that. That was another older gentleman that we had um, at the last minute. We got told no, not to do that piece. And uh, no, he would not talk, you know, about the things that he felt. And he was all for war. And he said some very strong things that a lot of people didn't agree with for any kind of war. Frankly, myself, um, I feel like war is sometimes necessary, unfortunately. We live in a, a place where we're the top dog in this world. And when you're, when you're on top, everybody wants to bring you down. So what comes along with that when you start talking about foreign diplomacy and war is I'm sorry, foreign diplomacy and, and the whole wide world is war. You know, a lot of people want you to come down. A lot of people want to take you out of your spot. A lot of people do not like the fact that we live in the so-called free world, you know, where we have the will to pretty pretty much say what we want to say and do the things that we want to do when we want to do it. Um, this is not a communist nation. This is not a democratic nation. Don't get that twisted at all. But... In a sense, we are still the free world. We still have the ability not to go to work if we don't want to go to work. We have the ability to go to work if we want to go to work. We can walk on any street that we name so fit, you know, so be it. Um, we can go to any state without getting permission to go to another state for the most part. So, I don't, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't do this for it to be controversial. I know that it is. I know that some of the thoughts that a lot of you guys don't agree with, some of it I don't agree with. But like I said before, especially that last gentleman who actually fought in the war, um, he's got a right to talk. He's been there and seen what we have not seen. Those are his feelings he's expressing. Those are things that he feels strongly about. Like me talking about the black community and what we have not achieved and the things that we need to do to achieve more and to be a better people, or me talking about, you know, how we fall short of the glory of God because we're not obedient as people in general. Um, not black people, by the way, just people in general, human beings in general. Even if you don't believe in Christ, you got to admit the way is proper. The way is righteousness. We don't preach hate. So... It is what it is, man. If you, if you feel like it's controversial, I apologize to you on this pre-Memorial Day. But like I said, we do this only in the event to celebrate the troops that have fallen and the troops that have dedicated and given their lives to us 
And I say to us because we live in this country called the United States of America. So I appreciate those troops. And uh, I'm going to close the show reading off the names of the soldiers that were killed in Iraq um, that are from North Carolina. But before I do that, first of all, I just want to throw these stats out here to you. And I don't know how up-to-date they are, they are right this moment. But since the war began, the American military deaths in Iraq, since the war began, there have been more than 4,454 lives that have been given. In combat, 3,500, more than 3,500 lives that have been given. Since 2003, there has been 4,315 lives given, more than that. And in combat, more than 3,403 lives given. If you want to know how many wounded total, the total estimation of wounded is a a lot greater than 33,000 soldiers wounded. In combat, over 100,000 soldiers that have been wounded. Over 100,000 wounded in one way, shape, or form. Whether you agree with the war or not, folks, we need to honor that. We need to show love to that. And I don't oppose what that soldier had to say about, you know, the things that he did in war and that he don't agree with. I do agree with us. Need to make it, we need to figure out a better way, somehow, in one shape or form. Um, that is what it is. But, you know, shout out to my people out there. Soundtrue.com, you B-I-G in my book. All my people at the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Um, my man Rap Scav, shout out to Rap Scav, K Hill. I appreciate those guys coming on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Dr. Muhammad, Mr. Muhammad, shout out to you. Sonny Johnson, big shout out to all the troops in my family who have given their lives. All the troops that I know is way too many of you guys to read off, you know, the individual names of the people who are still enlisted. But I, I want you to know that much love to you, much respect to you, and I really appreciate what you guys do and what you guys have done. There are a lot of people that are still out there fighting, folks, and we got to show them some love. Um, if you just logged on to the show, it's not a full show, but, you know, you can hear the earlier part of the show. Sorry about the technical difficulties, by the way. Um, but if you want to listen to the whole show, log on to Show. Don't forget on the website, Love for Life, the Love for Life event is coming, folks. Not sure when we're going to do it. Maybe this summer, maybe the winter of this year. I don't know. It's going to be a webinar. We're going to have some powerful speakers on there. Talk about some life-changing events, some things that maybe you all need to hear. Don't forget to go on there and get you a T-shirt, man. Get you an I Love KRRP Radio T-shirt, nine ninety nine in the mix. Go ahead and cop one of those, man. I want to see some of those on the street. Um, right now, I'm going to take a chance to close the show on reading some of the lives, or actually all the lives that I that I currently have, and I apologize for anybody that I missed that are from North Carolina that have died fighting in the war. Um, I appreciate everybody who listened to the show. Next Sunday, same time, same place. Y'all know how we do it. You know what I mean? We're not going to change it up. We're going to keep bringing the heat. We're going to go against the grain. Some people aren't going to agree with what we do and what we talk about. A lot of people will. But um, I shed so many tears for the folks who have passed on. I shed so many tears
North Carolina, September 20th, in the Army, Lieutenant Colonel Charles H. Brunrig, 40 years old, Fayetteville, North Carolina, October 26th, Army Private Joseph R. Guerrero, 20 years old, Dunn, North Carolina, October 26th, Marines Lance Corporal Allen Lamb, 19, out of Snow Camp, North Carolina, April 22nd, Army Specialist James I. Lambert II, 22 years old, Raleigh, North Carolina, July 31st, rest in peace. Army Sergeant David Parson, 30 years old, Kannapolis, North Carolina, July 6th, rest in peace. Army Sergeant Scott Rose, 30 years old, Fayetteville, North Carolina, November 7th, rest in peace. Army Sergeant Leonard D. Simmons, 33, Newburn, North Carolina, August 6th, rest in peace. Army Sergeant Roderick A. Solomon, 32, Fayetteville, North Carolina, March 20th. I apologize, March 28th, rest in peace. Army Sergeant Michael L. Tosto, 24, Apex, North Carolina, June 17th, rest in peace. And last but not least, with the utmost respect, Army Private First Class, Joey D. Widener, 19, out of Nebo, North Carolina, November 15th. I wish nothing but blessings to you all, blessings to your family. I hope God has his hand on you all, and I hope he has his hand on your family. And I pray the strength of your family. May you all, may all you guys rest in peace. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still recognize. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Let's throw your hands up in the sky.